And we are recording. So this is Cat Lady Justin, and welcome to our very first episode of the Kitty Boss Podcast. Now, the graphic on your screen, if you're watching, is says catching up with Dr. Rachel Geller, because I wanted this to be very special. I will do a weekly podcast on Catterday, uh, talking about a relevant thing to do with cats. However, once a month, we'll catch up with our good friend, the world's greatest cat behaviorist and chaplain, Dr. Rachel Geller. So if you can't see the graphic, you might want to go check it out on Facebook or on YouTube if you're just listening, just because uh, a lot of people say it's really cute and I'm really proud of it. So I'll take the graphic down now so we can see each other. And Dr. Geller, Rachel, it's so good to catch up with you once again for our little uh, monthly uh, coffee clatch. <laughs> I love being a guest on your show, Justin, and it's always full of surprises and always full of fun. So, hey, let's well, get started. You are the very first guest because, as you know, this is the debut episode of <laughs> our thing. So I'm excited because uh, it couldn't get better to start than with you. So that's the plan is to do that. And we will field questions, which we'll get from people either live. So I'm monitoring the stream, but uh, since I didn't announce it, I don't think anyone's coming today. But what we'll also do is, is I'll post places whether it's LinkedIn or Facebook group, the Kitty Boss Facebook group, which hopefully everybody joins because it's awesome. Uh, and we'll just field questions that way. So for today, because I didn't get any questions, I don't think. I'll we check. had one. Oh, I think oh. we had one. We right? had one. Actually, we, we had an interesting one. Yeah. Which was somebody was asking, well, it's not a behavior related question, which is okay because we can answer questions that are beyond behavior because I, I also have uh a lot of expertise and things to do with health and with other things so uh what disclaimer though i'm not a veterinarian even though i have consulted with many veterinarians in three different countries so it's but my myself i'm not a practicing vet although i don't know how much trouble you can get into is that considered dispensing medical advice if it's for your animal i don't know but just to be safe i'm not a vet so that's the that's the story but the thing uh the question we had was interesting because it was more some people would be tempted to say google is your friend on the other hand she was asking about a uh cat shelter that specializes in blind cats a cat rescue that specializes in cats who are blind and i thought that was really interesting because uh, it's it's uh, very specific and very unique. So there are quite a few uh, rescues and shelters that specialize in special needs cats, cats with yes. disabilities or elderly cats or, or cats that, you know that are abandoned, various cats that have special needs, but specifically for cats who are blind, 
The only one that I'm aware of is the Blind Cat Rescue uh, that I shared with her, which is actually in North Carolina. And, you know, their website, I think, is blindcatrescue.org or .com. I don't remember. But uh, we are not affiliated with them. But, of course, being a rescue, I honestly support them with all my heart because it's it's a wonderful thing they're doing because just because the cat's blind, what are you going to do? You know, eat it? Yeah. So it's it's really important that we uh, we help our feline friends. It so, is. Uh, and I did give her a couple of suggestions for um, special needs cats, shelters mm -hmm. in the area she was specifying. But you're right, it's not a very common um, thing to have a shelter dedicated to just blind cats. But I think didn't somebody also write in about being woken up at 4 a.m.? <laughs> Also, not a cat-specific question because she but was a cat. I thought she was asking okay. as a cat. She was ah. asking, I'm a cat, and I'm asking my cat <laughs> wants to know why my human. I don't know why they think cats speak like Ferengi from Star Trek. Do you know? Because that's what Ferengi say, human. You know, uh, cats probably can say the you sound because they go meow. So my human, I, they could probably say it, you know? So uh, she was asking why her human doesn't immediately wake up at four in the morning when she gets swatted in the face. Right, right. Her and why she just rolls around and moans. So. Yeah, she was that, asking from the cat's perspective, but um, yeah. if you want, I can talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I think there are a lot of people who do get, I call it the feline alarm clock. There are those people who get woken up before they want to get up because the cat wants to eat or the cat wants to play. Um, and there is kind of actually a simple solution for this. It's pretty common, but um, we want to sort of approach it two ways. So first, we want to make sure we work on ways to reset our cat's internal clock because cats are, cat's sleep cycles are shorter than ours are. So they are going to want to tend to wake up earlier than we do, but we can sort of reset that clock and we can also give your cat something to do should she wake up before you. So the best way to reset your cat's internal clock is to do a really robust play session right before you go to bed. And I don't mean like an hour before you go to bed. I mean like the last thing you do before you shut your eyes and go into bed. So again, when I say play session, I mean use a fishing pole type toy, simulate a hunt, move that toy as if it were prey, really get that cat into hunting. And um, during the play session, um, really mimic prey. So sometimes you're up high, sometimes you're up, you're down low, you might slither around things and so forth. Um, after about 10 or 15 minutes, you really want to make this a good long session. What I want this person to do is now wind the game down. So think like the prey is getting tired, the prey is getting injured, the prey dies and let that cat have one last final super duper juicy capture. And immediately following the capture, I want her to provide her cat with food. So now we have um, simulated a hunt. Cats do expect a catch and kill and be able to eat what they killed. And on top of that, when a cat hunts and then eats their, their kill, they are put into their natural hunt, eat, sleep cycle. So by doing that right before we go to bed, we're getting your cat in to tap into that sleep cycle and that's going to help your cat sleep longer throughout the night. 
Um, in addition though, should your cat wake up earlier, you wanna provide your cat with something to do. So the best thing to do is after your play session, robust play session, final capture food, you're going to go right before you jump into bed, um, put out some puzzle feeders for your cat. So if she wakes up before you, she can hunt and play and eat on her own and get that hunt simulation. Um, and the other thing you can do is put out a little, um, things that aren't really food, but trick your cat into thinking that she's eating. Like one of my favorite tricks for this is something called Bonito Flakes. It's dried fish, um, plain dried fish, nothing else. You add a little water to it. It really gives off a fishy scent and it tricks cats into thinking they're getting a little bit of food when they're really not. Um, but, but Bonito Flakes are extremely low in calories, but very high in nutrition. So it's a good little extra thing to give to your cat before um, you wake up. But if you do do those two things in conjunction with the, with each other, you'll definitely get a better night's sleep. That's really cool. That's really interesting. Um, I am lucky, I guess. I don't have to worry about that. My Emily and my Charlotte tend to come to bed with me. Charlotte tends to come to bed a little bit later. Like she'll she'll join us afterwards. Whereas Emily is just, you know, she bit tucks me in, you know? <laughs> and uh, they tend to spend the majority of the night with me. And maybe they go up and around when I'm asleep, but I generally have to wake up to tinkle a couple times, two, three times a night. And most of the time they're there and I'm very pleased. And then I wake up in the morning and they're there and they don't wake me up. They don't start nudging until it gets late. So <laughs> if, I have, if I sleep in until like eight, nine o'clock or t God forbid, 10 o'clock, that's when Charlotte normally is cool with it. She'll, she's chill, but Emily starts getting hangry, you know, like <laughs> person and she's just like, uh, you know, she starts really nudging at that. So that's, uh, but maybe I'm lucky like that. But you brought up puzzle feeders and that's interesting because I just bought one and I haven't used it yet because Emily's recovering from her dental things. I don't want to, no crunchy treats for her yet. But my mom got a puzzle feeder for her cat, Ondine. And Ondine figured it out almost immediately. Mm -hmm. And it's worthless because Ondine can just get into the puzzle feeder and empty it in minutes. And so <laughs> there are some cats that might, might be really clever and uh, puzzle feeders don't work. Or does she just need to maybe try to find another more complicated puzzle feeder? Yeah, I would say yes. To answer your question, the second option. So they come in many different forms, many different types, and some cats enjoy a challenge more than others, and some cats are, you know, better at it, you know, than others. Just like people, right? We're all different with solving puzzles. So, yeah, there are so many options and types of puzzle feeders that I would suggest to her to just get a more complicated one. Um, there are some some where you really have to manipulate you know, several things and accomplish some task for the food to come out. There's somewhere you have to slide a door or open a draw. So something like that might be better for your mom's cat if that cat's particularly adept at, you know, solving puzzles. So, and, and some cats don't like to stick with it, you know, really the first time get it too. So some cats, it takes them a little longer, but I would definitely suggest rather than giving up on the idea, trying a different type. I mean, they come in so many varieties with so many different types of puzzles to, 
figure out. And some even have like two actions to one toy. So um, it would be worth giving it another try because it is a terrific thing for cats. And I'm sure until that cat figured it out um, and got bored with it, in that in-between part, the cat was probably loving it. So we do want to provide that stimulation you know, for our cats, we don't want them to be bored. A busy cat is a happy cat. So we want our cats to be doing these kinds of things. That's really interesting because, um, you know, uh, so my uh, mom talked about the puzzle feeder and all that. And I haven't, like I said, tried it yet, but I have a feeling that, that Emily will figure it out and, you know, get, get into it and, and it'll be pretty normal. I think Charlotte might be more like my mom's cat because I, uh, with the treats that I keep, I have to put them in plastic like takeaway containers because otherwise Charlotte can get into almost anything. But she figured out how to get into those takeaway containers also. Like I have no way other than <laughs> locking it in the safe or in a cupboard, you know, of keeping Charlotte out. She can like open a plastic container she figured out i don't know how exactly because all of a sudden i'm hearing these noises and <laughs> I, I wake up because it was in bed you know and and I, I find her in the container like having gotten in it and i'm like how'd you do that <laughs> so, so the good news is you is you know you have a cat who can be entertained by those types of toys which is terrific you just don't want her in your own food <laughs> well i don't want her eating the entire, you know, tub of treats <laughs> in one, in one session. No, know? that wouldn't be good. That would be like, yeah, because my cats do tend to be greedy. Like um, the vet says, they're not obese. There's nothing to worry about. But he just said, just, you know, watch overfeeding them because they are, you know, about 10% too chunky, which is really cute on a cat. It's really cute on them, but they are greedy. If I get, uh, and, it's another interesting question because my mom's cat does this too. Like they get fed, you know, plenty, obviously they're not thin, but they try to like con me into giving them like two dinners or a little brunch after breakfast. That, <laughs> and my mom's cat does the same thing. So is that something you've, you've heard or is that normal or are my cats like weird? No, I'm actually really glad you asked that question because this is something I get all the time. So that's a terrific question. Probably people watching this are going to say, oh my goodness, my cat does that too. So there are definitely cats who are social eaters. And um, because we, we tend to do the feeding and when we feed them, we tend to be with them and maybe we're giving them affection. We're using our voice in a loving tone, you know, come on and get your food, right? We're doing all the things that cats love. So we definitely as humans and this is okay there's nothing wrong with it but it's just why that happens you know we've created all these lovely positive associations with us and the feeding and the food so some of it is just that may not necessarily be the food itself but the whole you know thing around serving them the food you know the attention the closeness the love the the talk the petting so um you know we've created that that those cats have learned that, gee, you know, now that I think about it, whenever I get fed, I also get all this extra love and attention and my human sitting right next to me and he's taking the time to be with me. And this is a lovely thing. So I'm gonna keep on asking for food. 
So they're probably not hungry, as you said, they've already eaten, but they want the attention, they want the um, social experience. Think of those of us who, you know, we might be invited to some type of party or, you know, and we're really not hungry, but we eat because everybody's there and they're eating. It would be something similar to that. It's just a nice, pleasurable experience. Um, so, you know, you can try to give them a little bit, you know, just to sort of have that closeness that you might enjoy with your cat. Yeah, just a tidbit is fine. Exactly. Yeah, so that's um, interesting because um, people, <laughs> social eaters too, or yes. social drinkers or social smokers or social Exactly, exactly. So I mean, right. It's exactly the perfect metaphor. So say somebody invites you to go out and have a cup of coffee or something. Well, you may not be thirsty, but you know, you'll have that coffee because you want to be social and be with that person whose company you enjoy. So if you think about it that way, it's not, the cat's not really trying to be deliberately misbehaving or trying to trick you into anything. She wants your company and she wants to socially eat with you. Yeah, which makes sense. I yeah. Do. Um, you know, and they, they just, yeah, they both do. And it's true. I do give them little pets and little affection and, you know, when they're eating. And I do kind of find it cute the way they make the noise, you know. <laughs> it's, it's just really cute, you know, the way they do it. Right. Uh, yes, so, there's yeah. all kinds of goodness going around with that besides just the eating part. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, and, <laughs> and they make me laugh because in the morning they like, if I get distracted, like if I have like a moment of ADD or something and, I, <laughs> and I, I've started to prepare the food, but then I get distracted with something else, they're very good, both of them, at reminding me to focus. <laughs> like they'll keep up on the counter or they'll start meowing at me or whatever. They're like, hey, don't lose focus, you know? See that? So they're life coaches too. <laughs> they're, they're totally life coaches. You know? they're, they're, like they're kitty coaches, you know? It's yes. Just, you know, they're meow mentors, which is what I like to call all of us. Are we are meow mentors, but so are they, you know, at least mine are. Yeah, so, no, I, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you had a funny, um, not funny, but a very interesting because um, you obviously do other podcasts as well. And so you had a very interesting point that you made on another one recently, and I saw it. Uh, and I, I trying to remember and put my finger on what it was. Do you remember what the, the, the newest thing you put out there? Oh, the one for Inspire Unity, I bet. Yeah. Is that the one? I think so, yeah. Inspire Unity, yeah. So, because you, you, you brought up a point there. And do you remember what you brought up with them? <laughs> I don't. I mean, it was like a 20 minute thing. Do you remember what the topic was? Not, a, not off the top of my head. No, okay. Well, that's interesting. I'll ask her about that. But, oh, well. We talked yeah. about the important things today, which, of course, have to do with food, with play. And, you know, it's interesting because on, uh, you know, a podcast that I, I, I don't do regularly anymore, my other podcast, Just in Answer, I interviewed Dr. Michael Bruce, who's a sleep doctor. He's the world's foremost sleep doctor. He advises presidents and celebrities and he's like blue chip you know wow. star but so sleep is a it's a big deal right it's a, it's a yes. huge issue for a lot of people and you know he gave so many amazing tips you know so many amazing pointers on like how to choose a pillow and this and that so you know i'm not sending people to go watch my other podcast although they can if they want to <laughs> not a problem it's, it's all good but 
one of the one of the things is all, all of those you know you know clever you know wonderful solutions for sleep well you know if you've got a little meowing or whatever waking you up or you know patting you on the and you know that's you know <laughs> that's gonna be another I don't think he can resolve that. He can't help. It's going to be disruptive. You know? Yes. He's a dog person. I don't think he'll probably say just keep them out of the bedroom. But as you know, most of us know, it's not always an option to keep our babies out of the bedroom. For one thing, I don't sleep well without my cat. So you know, I grew up as a kid with security blankets. I had. I still have them. You know, I was born with <laughs> it's, the blankets. Like you know, I'm not going to say how many decades old. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, I now have security cats. I, I, I need them to sleep. If I go visit my mom or something in Paris, you know, if I'm away too long, I start getting like upset. Like I miss my, I just, I need my cats, you know? It might be better now that she has a cat, but I don't know, but it's just, it, it, it's just, I just start thinking about them and I'm like, you know, I love my mom, but I just want to get home to my cats. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I'm really a crazy cat man, but. No, I think a lot of people are like that, right? We want to snuggle with our cats and it's a time to enjoy closeness and be relaxed. It's, it's just a nice time for a lot of cat owners. It is, yeah it, yeah, it totally is, and so it's really great to be able to to enjoy that sleep with them as well, because I, I just find that very soothing. And um, just as a final note, because uh, you know it's we're, we're at our you know half hour, and I don't think we should record gigantic, ginormous two-hour episodes, but I could talk to you all night. But it's just um, I find that my cats uh, will tuck me in. And what I mean by that is, if you know, when I when I'm when I'm in bed, Emily will then, you know, come to bed, or she'll call me and say it's time for bed, you know, and and and, and we go to bed, and then she'll come and she'll you know, purr, she'll spoon or snuggle somehow, and I'll pet her, and then when she realizes I'm fading or I faded. I notice she goes back to her little nest and you know not on the, which is on the bed as well i have a very big bed and she'll she'll go to sleep but she, so she's really like tucking me in she's waiting yeah. for me to fade and sleep and then she goes and sleeps and charlotte will do a very similar thing one of them will they, they kind of alternate or i don't know how they pick but you know charlotte will sometimes come and she'll you know plop herself there and i'll pet her she'll start purring and then when i start fading that's when she goes and you know goes in her sleep so she waits for me to sleep first and then she goes to sleep i think that's really cute i don't know if i'm ascribing human you know you know uh, things to it uh but it just seems like they're tucking me in yeah no it definitely seems like they're waiting you know they they understand when we're sleeping and when we're awake so that makes perfect sense and um i think i think that a lot of cats want to make sure that you know we're safe and we're comfortable and they like to know where we are and where we're going to be so it makes it makes total sense i don't think you're reading too much into it i'm sure that they know what they're doing and they you know they very much love you and they want to make sure you're okay and you're safe they know where you are and then they can go off and sleep that's really cool i thought so <laughs> i thought so so um it's 7 31 here so it's dinner time for me for you, it's probably, you know, close to what, well, I don't know what time it is over there. On it's, the East cat, it's cat time over here. Cat time, yeah. Well, mine are. <laughs> and so, for, for, well, it's always cat time here, but uh, so I will, um, 
say thank you very much. And this has been really cool as always. And uh, I really look forward to next month. Yes. The second Friday we record and the second Saturday, Catterday, uh, which I'll, I'll put it up on the, on the thing. In the meantime, um, I'd like to remind everyone that um, the Kitty Boss podcast is a weekly thing. So next week, next Catterday, uh, if you would uh, care to tune in, you will hear me speaking for a little bit less because there's no need for 30 minutes of me. That's that's great with catching up with Dr. Geller, but you know, for five, 10, maybe 15 minutes, I will speak about uh, a very relevant topic having to do with cats, whether it's, you know, brushing their teeth, brushing their fur, the Furminator, medicine, you know, vet visit. We'll talk about everything, a little bit of everything, depending on what sort of is top of mind that day. So the Kitty Boss is every Catterday, uh, we drop a podcast. There's no specific time because it's not, you know, television, it's not live, uh, but every Catterday you should look for a new episode and, um, you know, we will surprise you with a catch up with Dr. Rachel Geller once a month, which is be also very cool. So thank you very much. Have a wonderful weekend and we'll see you real soon. <laughs>